1: know that from time to time and you know in the past I, I find myself doing things and and i'll think to myself afterward i i, I knew but be- i should why did i do that i knew better than to do that i knew that was going to happen or some variation on that theme right we do things as paul says in romans chapter 7 we do the things we shouldn't do we don't do the things we know we should do because we all have issues we're human we're imperfect we're sinners
0: Many of us as believers probably underestimated the battle against sin and the flesh when first coming to know Christ. As Pastor Robert will remind you in his message today, though we fight against sin on a daily basis, we still fail from time to time. In his study, you'll be encouraged to remember God's grace rather than dwell on condemnation. Stick around after today's message from Pastor Robert. I have quite a bit of information that I'd like to share with you. Our web address, podcast subscription information, and our contact information. Now here's Pastor Robert in the book of 1 Corinthians chapter 6 with today's edition of Main Thing Radio.
1: It's important that you just, don't just take my word for stuff because I have been known in the past to lie. I've tried not to do that since I became a Christian. No, seriously, don't just take people at, at their word. You know, if we make mistakes... I've gotten a couple of emails over the years that said, Pastor, did you really mean to say, and I wrote them back and said, no, always read the book. We want you to be able to study along with us. We've been working our way through the, the New Testament and find ourselves in this first letter to the Corinthians. And just to give you a little bit of background, reminder, if you will, the um The city of Corinth was a lot like South Beach. It was a port city. It was a place that was really built around and and even the economy centered around the sex trade. The Temple of Venus was at the center of Corinth. Roughly a thousand temple prostitutes. Sailors passing through continually. It It was quite a city and to be... Called a Corinthian was not a compliment. Generally speaking, it was a term that meant you were considered to be a reprobate. You just had given yourself completely over to self indulgence and sin. So again, this community it has a lot of a lot of things in common with the ancient city of Corinth. You know, sometimes I I think we look at our modern culture and we th- we think that it that it has just gotten worse and worse and it, it you know, it wasn't like this in the old days. And that's because most of us when we think of the old days, you know, we're thinking of you know, I don't know, maybe the 1950s or whatever. 2000 years ago Corinth was probably worse than South Beach in terms of The uh, the decadence, the self-indulgence, the drinking and sexual immorality and that kind of thing. And so, you know, Paul, when he first got there in Acts chapter 18, we're told he was shocked. And it doesn't word it exactly like that, but it, it tells us that if you read between the lines, he was so freaked out that God had to give him a vision to keep him there. Says he, God gave him a vision in the night and, and said, "You know, don't be afraid. Don't leave here. Don't be, don't keep silent. I have a lot of people here. Nobody's going to do you harm. Stay here." Apparently, Paul was thinking about leaving, and we know that Paul was was certainly no coward. I mean, he, you know, he said what he needed to say wherever he went but apparently in Corinth he was a little shook up initially he stayed 18 months history tells us he planted a church there and and now what we're reading is the first well actually it's probably the second letter that he wrote back it's the first one in the scriptures there was probably one we don't have he alludes to that in in an earlier chapter an earlier passage that you know he had written to them not to keep company with the sexually immoral and he clarified. He said, I'm not talking about people of the world. You'd have to come out of the world. I'm talking about within the family. If they claim to be a Christian, but they're living like a non-Christian, he says, don't hang out with them. Don't spend time with them. But in this letter now, he says, you know, you guys are you're extremely well-educated. You're knowledgeable. You're eloquent. You're articulate. You're able to express what you know well, clearly. You're spiritually gifted. Amazingly so, but you're childish. You don't do what you know to do, and you know that's really a description of the human condition, isn't it? Or maybe it's just me, but I know that from time to time, and you know, in the past, I, I find myself doing things, and and I'll think to myself afterward, I I, I knew but I should. Why did I do that? I knew better than to do that. I knew that was going to happen or some variation on that theme. right? We do things, as Paul says in Romans chapter 7, we do the things we shouldn't do. We don't do the things we know we should do because we all have issues. We're human. We're imperfect. We're sinners. It's all synonymous. It all means the same thing. And, and so as he writes to them, he tells them, I, you know, I understand you're gifted, you're knowledgeable, well-educated, you're eloquent, but you're babies, you're immature. And so I need to talk to you about some things. And one of the things that he needed to talk to them about was the issue of sex. And so as we get to this area of Scripture, we're looking at God's design and God's plan for sex. It's easy to forget that it was his idea, that he thought it up, he deliberately did what he did, in terms of making our bodies the way he made our bodies and designing us as two parts of one being and giving us the ability to experience pleasure physically through the sexual relationship, these kinds of things, we forget, we don't associate that with God. We typically associate that with the devil. And we've been lied to, and most of us believe that the only way you're ever going to have good sex is you get lessons from the other side. That couldn't be further from the truth. Some theologians suggest that not only does the devil know nothing about sex, but he's never experienced it and never can. Now, that's debatable. It's debatable. But either way, even if that's not entirely accurate, the one thing that's certainly true is that it wasn't his idea. It was God's design. So for the next couple of weeks, we're going to be talking about that. And as we look today at the last half of chapter 6, we're specifically going to talk about This issue of casual, casual sexual relationships. Bless you. What's wrong with, you know, what's the problem with casual sex? Now look with me. We'll pick it up at verse 9 and read to the end of the chapter, and then we'll back up and and focus in on three primary points. Paul starts off in verse 9. Don't you know that the unrighteous will not inherit the kingdom of God? Don't be deceived. Now listen to me before we move on, just real quickly, real briefly. He's implying that some people are deceived thinking that even though they are unrighteous, that they're still going to go to heaven. That was me, just so you know. That was me, you know, 25, 30 years ago. I'm an old guy now, but as a young man, I thought I could live however I wanted and still go to heaven because I was baptized at the age of 12 or so. And because I walked down the aisle of a Baptist church and prayed a sinner's prayer and got baptized, I had my ticket, I was good to go no matter what I did after that. Because we all know salvation is not based on works, it's grace. But that's a misunderstanding of grace. And Paul addresses that. The author of the gospel of grace says, Please, please don't be deceived. The unrighteous won't inherit the kingdom of God. And then he goes on, he defines it a little bit for us here. Neither fornicators... Nor idolaters, nor adulterers, nor homosexuals, nor sodomites, nor thieves, nor covetous, nor drunkards, nor revilers, nor extortioners will inherit the kingdom of God. Now give me your attention again for just one second. I'm going to speed up in a minute, I promise. But I don't want you to get stuck. You know, sometimes we get stuck on this issue of homosexuality because there's such a debate. And we forget to look at the rest of the stuff. Don't raise your hands but have you ever stolen anything at all, ever? If you are, you've broken that commandment and you're a thief. If I'm going to stand before a holy and righteous judge who is perfect and all-knowing, I need to acknowledge, oh, yeah, I'm a thief. I'm a forgiven thief. I'm a redeemed thief, but I'm a thief. I'm also a liar, a drunkard. I'm covetous. I'm an adulterer. And I'm not going to give you my whole list because none of you will ever come back if I do. You know, people sometimes look at the pastor as though I was born holding a Bible and quoting scripture. That would be nice. I'm trying to do, you know, that kind of thing with my children. I'm being protective and careful guardians of their purity. But no, I can't sit here and say that. I broke the law in numerous places on numerous occasions
0: Outside influences can so easily creep into the church and into the heart of a follower of Jesus. You may have already given your life to Jesus, but the enemy isn't going to give up on you. He'll entice you with temporary pleasures of things around you, things that don't really line up with Jesus and living for the kingdom of heaven. They may seem fun for now, but they'll never give you the life you're searching for. Don't let Satan's enticements distract you. Come back to Jesus regularly and live for the plans he has for you. Thanks for joining Pastor Robert today in this study of the New Testament book of 1 Corinthians on Main Thing Radio. If you'd like to learn more about this ministry, please visit our website, mainthingradio.com. Listen to additional teachings by clicking on podcast or download our mobile app to take Main Thing Radio with you on the go. You can even find us on social media. Come follow our Facebook and Twitter accounts to keep up to date with everything that's happening at Main Thing Radio and Calvary Chapel, Miami Beach. You'll find links to our social media sites at mainthingradio.com. With that, our time with you has come to an end. We pray you continue to seek Jesus each and every day, and we invite you to join us next time as Pastor Robert continues to teach through the book of 1 Corinthians, right here on Main Thing Radio.